Welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Artist, a safe space for conversations around mental health awareness for musicians, artists, and all human beings. I am your host, Pallavi Mahidara. I'm a concert pianist and teacher, and I am absolutely thrilled that you are joining us today. My hope for this show is that it will give all of us a sense of solidarity and knowledge that we are not alone, and together, through these conversations, we can create more awareness and change for a healthier future. My guest today is a very accomplished pianist, but the reason I asked her to chat with us was because of her impressive list of other interests. Born to Italian and Japanese parents, she is fluent in seven languages, and during COVID, she began a parallel life in the business world and worked for PwC as specialist of sales and marketing for the Japanese business network. She currently works at Vialto Partners, along with her busy concert schedule, which is the largest independent global mobility company in the world, and she works as their main contact for the global market related to the legal practices for immigration. The pandemic caused many artists to question the safety and stability of their professions, and I am constantly inspired by how many of my colleagues and friends went back to school, got degrees in completely unrelated fields, or learned new skill sets. So please join me in giving a warm welcome to Elena Chiavigato. Elena, I'm thrilled to have you on The Conscious Artist. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Your interests are so diverse, and this is always fascinating for me because my focus in life has always been and felt very narrow, just piano. <laughs> and I guess that maybe this podcast has been my way of branching out a little. So I'm curious to know, would you mind telling us how you became interested in venturing over into the business world? Yeah, so, you know, I have been a pianist ever since I was a child. And well, in recent years, I have also studied some other artistic disciplines, but I have dedicated my whole life to musical activity. But during the lockdowns, and of course, the theater were closed and I got an offer for this total different job in PwC. So as you know, PwC is a multinational consulting firm, one of the big four. And I could not believe it at the beginning. I mean, it is so totally different, but they were actually looking for someone who could speak both Japanese and Italian perfectly. So, as you know, I'm half Italian, half Japanese. My mother is Japanese. And also they needed someone who speaks English and possibly other languages. So, like, during COVID, I had a lot of time to think, too much time to think. And uh, I was a bit reflecting on how I could use my languages skills in a work environment. And actually, they were not looking for someone who did economics or law, but someone to build as a as a manager and actually I didn't know what to expect from this job I have to be honest a bit I needed to feel motivated again and to start new things we were in a very difficult time and I have to admit that I felt lost I felt confused I don't hide it I felt stuck so, of course, I continued to practice piano during lockdowns, to do some events online. But I think this opportunity came 
in a, a very good moment where I was really, you know, thinking a lot about my life and how I could, you know, also use those other skills. So actually, I jumped into this opportunity, just hoping that it would help my growth in some way. I didn't know in which way, but I thought that this could be somehow useful for my experience also as a human being or as an artist, because sometimes I always felt that I needed some other kind of perspectives or inputs from other fields to really be inspired as an artist. So actually, I didn't think that much. I just jumped into the opportunity, uh, hoping that it was something good for me. And I discovered the world step by step, little by little. It was a totally different world so you can imagine that I got a, an environment shock <laughs> of course because uh, I have an artistic background and my colleagues uh, are lawyers our accountants our managers my team my department uh, last year so I was in a department where my colleagues were doing merger and acquisitions so coming from an artistic background was I have to say that I felt sometimes uncomfortable. Like the first year was very, very difficult. It was incredibly difficult, not just for the disciplines that were completely different. I had to learn the basis. But, you know, the fact of being a pianist, I think the discipline was part of my education the whole mm. time. So this helped a lot also in this world, which is, of course, very selective and you need to be very resistant to stress. You need to work a lot. But this is, I, I felt that many values in this world are the same also in the artistic world. I mean, if you want to, to be a good musician, to be a good artist, of course, you need to work hard. And this is the same in every field. So it was an adventure trying to discover how I could you know, use my skills. And frankly speaking, at the beginning, I thought it could be a temporary job. And thinking that in case it was not compatible with the piano to reconsider the job. But actually, it was very interesting being there. And I felt that I was learning something new. So it was very stimulating. And I've never thought to quit piano. It's not possible for me not being a pianist. It was quite hard to combine between the management job and my piano but I always kept practicing. It's a matter of organizing well your time, to handle well your time. And I have to say that the management job helped to be more organized in my artistic life. So I accepted this job during COVID. But of course, after several months, the theater reopened and I started again with my concerts. So... I admit that it was really hard to combine the practice, the concerts and the full-time job in such a big uh, environment. I, I had to, to be very focused on what I was doing. I have to admit that I was a bit worried about what people could think about these two lives. 
Hmm. At the beginning, I tried to hide the fact of working in PwC because I was afraid that the musician colleagues or the organizers of the concerts could think that I could quit the piano or the fact of choosing another job could affect my musical career. It's normal to think that if you work in, okay, in PwC, in a consulting firm, the normal conclusion is that, okay, so you choose another job. So it means that you, you will not play the piano anymore or you will not dedicate too much anymore to music. The point is that well, I cannot live without music and without playing the piano. I understand it's quite difficult to think that I am doing both, but I think it's a matter of organization. And of course, that sometimes you need to prioritize one thing. But I think that if, if you are determined and if you really care about something, you can find a way to combine the things and organize well your time. But I was worried about what the other people could think about this choice. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And there's so many things that I want to respond to. First of all, I think that it's important for all of us to recognize and somehow be given permission to be okay with the fact that it doesn't need to be either or. You know, it doesn't have to be one thing or the other. Just because you're a pianist doesn't mean you're not allowed to do something else. Just because you do something else doesn't mean you're not allowed to play piano anymore. And I feel like this is a bit of a stigma that we have in society, especially in the music world, that because music and any kind of artistic field takes so much time and dedication that often, I mean, often there isn't time to be doing something else. Anything that you do outside of practicing is going to take time. But as you say, I mean, having a wider perspective in life is what helps enhance our artistry. Having other skills and being able to see your own abilities and own talents in other fields can help bring out those same skills and talents within your own artistry. So I understand very much sort of the stigma around it. And I understand very much your desire to explore something more. I think so many people felt so lost and confused during COVID. And thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for your vulnerability, because I know many, many relate. We we all felt that way. And to know that you have other skills, you know, how fortuitous that you speak so many languages and you have studied other things that allowed you to be able to say yes to a job in a consulting firm. I mean, how incredible is that? <laughs> Thank you so much for your words. I mean, uh, one thing I discovered with this consulting job is that, you know, I'm extremely in love with uh, music. I mean, this can never disappear uh, from my life because I felt in love again with music. The fact of doing also something else, you realize what is extremely important and you can you know realize what cannot miss in your life mm, it can give you like a new perspective and appreciation for what you already have right yes exactly amazing amazing you mentioned earlier and that of course is the topic of this episode today about judgment and about your fear of judgment from others and that i i must say is something that's a universal topic in any field i think 
everyone in the world can relate to the fear of judgment in some way or the other. What was it exactly that you were either afraid of or being judged about when you started working in this management role? So I have to say that I felt judged by the work environment for not having done economics or law. So if you were not coming from do those two studies, you were a bit considered strange. But I was very proud of my, you know, artistic studies. So actually, it's important to not worry too much about the other people's opinion in that case, because it could be a toxic thought. At the same moment, with this fear of judgment from my consulting environment, I had the fear of judgment of my musical world. Like, as I said before, the fact of accepting a totally different job which takes a lot of time outside the the practical time you spend on the piano. So I had two different kinds of fears in two different worlds. I had two opposite thoughts. Both were not very healthy, I think. And I think like when you worry about what the other people think, about you. It's sometimes something that you create in your head. It's very uh, much connected to uh, some paranoid thought. So those are like your uh, worries that feel so amplificated. And uh, sometimes these thoughts are recurrent and it, you can get anxious with those thoughts. And Obviously, it's quite common in the music world to have a fear of judgment, but it concerns all, all fields. Let's say that particularly in our job as musicians, it is accentuated, you know? Yeah. Like objectively speaking, the reality is that a musician's success is directly proportional to how much people like you. Yes. And we cannot avoid this fact. No, I, I bet many musicians have difficulties also to separate their performance with themselves. I'm sure. I'm sure. In fact, my uh, I think it was my very first episode of the very first season, I mentioned a quote by Cooley, Charles Horton Cooley, I think, which said, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And this is, it's, just, it's a crazy realization to come to that we yes. are really, a lot of the times, not even aware of what we think of ourselves truly, but we are basing our reality and our worth and our value as human beings based on what we think other people might think of us. And as you say, in the music world, I mean, that, of course, because we're literally pouring our hearts out on stage. And if the audience doesn't appreciate it, or if we get a bad review, it can cut us down because we are unable to then be objective. Of course, like we're literally performing in that moment. We believe in what we're doing. Yeah, because certainly our performances reflect our personalities. So of course, it's connected. 
But it's important to separate that. It's important to separate exactly what we do on stage with who we are as a person. I totally agree. And this is very funny because from a musician's perspective, if we meet like a doctor or a lawyer or a consultant that plays a musical instrument, people are so impressed. Yes. But from the music perspective, if a musician does another field, works in a consulting firm, also has a law degree or something, or is doing something else, people, as you say, might start to think, oh, maybe this musician is not serious or they couldn't make it as a musician. So that's why they have to do something else. This is a big stigma and, and a big, as you say, judgment without basis. I totally agree. Why do you think this is so in society? Well, I think that it's quite normal to think that if you are in one field, you have to use all your time, all your efforts, all your energies into it. And if you do something else, it's considered less time, yet less energies, less dedication to your main job or activity. But I mean, we are in 2022 and I think there are different ways to express yourself or to converge your energies or your skills, it's something very personal. I mean, the, the way for yourself, it's not just established by some schemes. You, you have to find your own path. And uh, this is something very personal and it's something very unique. I think you should do what feels good for you. And of course, this has some consequences like judgment of other people. But I think this is part of the challenge, you know, if you want to do something different. The point is not doing something just different. You have to do something that is good for you. If this is something not standard or if it is something unusual but if it is good for you that is okay mm. so we have to be strong enough solid enough to accept those judgments those contrasting opinions i think that for example musicians are like athletes in addition to the technical aspect, we also need to train our nerves. Right. But it's not just a musician, of course, like a manager. Right. Uh, if you want to reach some positions of responsibility, if you want to achieve some goals, to be involved in big projects, you have to be solid mentally. You have to train your, your mental part also, we get used to this constant judgment. We become stronger and it's a matter of balance. We need to be able to distinguish what is really important to worry about. Like working on ourselves is better than worrying about what people might think about you, which is something that we cannot control. Like let's focus and put our energies into what is under our control. Absolutely. Very well put. Thank you for, for saying that and for sharing that. You know, we all have so many talents that we haven't even accessed as human beings. And I think a lot of the times we don't realize how many skills are transferable. I always find it really baffling when we are told as musicians, 
you know, if you're a pianist, piano has to be your whole life. You know, you must practice so many hours a day and just focus and breathe and live piano and piano and piano. And it's like, no, I don't want to. I want to have a life. I want to experience other things. I want to enjoy a meal with my friends. I want to go to that museum. I want to go to, I don't know. (laughs) We have so many talents that we haven't even accessed. This is why I always think it's so impressive and inspiring when I see particularly my music colleagues doing other things as well, other non-musical activities and other non-musical fields, because I think that's what makes us more well-rounded as a person. I think that's what gives us a wider perspective as an artist and as a human being. Ultimately, experience is what gives us depth as human beings, and that translates into our art as well. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for sharing your story. And it's been such a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening. I am truly grateful for the support from each and every one of you. If you would like to submit any questions or topics for us to address on the show, you can send us a message on our Instagram page, at Conscious Artist Podcast. Help us to spread more awareness by sharing this episode with your friends, your colleagues, your teachers, and your students. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Sending you all so much love and strength to tackle this week. And we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Conscious Artist. <laughs>